We are back after about a month break, holiday season. Tough to get together, record a podcast, but there has been a lot of news in the NBA. I am joined, as always, with my man Q. What is going on? What's going on, my man? Not too much, not too much. Um, so, yeah, we haven't, we haven't talked to you guys in a month, um, and there has been a lot going on, but the thing that we're going to start with happened actually last night, Thursday night, double overtime game, San Antonio Spurs, Oklahoma City Thunder, um, over 300 points combined. The Spurs eventually pulled it out in double OT. Um, I know we were both watching it. Uh, so, Q, what do you got? Uh, what, do you, what do you like? What do you don't like? Uh, what are your overall takeaways from that specific game? Um, well, the Spurs' three-point shooting was insane. Yeah. Um, what was it, 16 of 19? Yeah, they start, started they off shot, 14 in a row. Yeah, and they shot 90% from the line on 29 attempts. I mean, even when your two best shooters – your two best players aren't – are essentially non-shooters. Neither of them took any threes the whole game. Um, I guess when all your role players can shoot, it's really not that big of an issue. I know a lot of people thought that was going to be an issue, but clearly it hasn't. Um, DeRozan was off, but, I mean, Aldridge, 56 points, nine yeah. rebounds, four assists, so four blocks, too. It was, he, was, he was humble. He was money. I mean – when Adams got hurt, it was kind of like – That was tough. With Noel out and then Adams out. Um, I mean, Jeremy Grant's a good defender, but he's still a little small compared to LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah. And Patrick Patterson just um, – he's just not not much of a defender anymore. So, yeah, I mean, I wasn't really surprised Aldridge went off. I didn't expect him to go for 56, but uh, he was unbelievable. Bryn Forbes, Derek White, they both played well. Um, Bellinelli had, that, he had three straight threes. I still don't understand how he makes any threes considering he's never standing upright when he shoots. Yeah. Yep. But, um, uh, Patty Mills play well. Uh, Bert, Berton, I, I don't think I've ever seen Berton's like he, he's every time he shoots it, it looks like it's going in. Yeah. It's Berton weird can play. Yeah. He can. Um, another I, just random guy that the Spurs find. That's just good. Yeah. So, it's, a, it's another like, uh, obviously this, the Spurs, the Duncan Parker, Ginobili era is over. Uh, but even when those guys were there, they oh they had that quote unquote big three. Then they always had those role players that could knock down a big shot, always stepped up in the clutch, are always efficient players too. Um, and they're never in the spotlight. And this team doesn't have that big three. I mean, you got Lamarcus Aldrich and Demar Derozan, um, but they do still have those role players and their younger guys who they've developed through the draft in Bryn Forbes, Derek White, Derek White, uh, Bertans. And then they have Patty Mills and Bellinelli, who are ageless wonders, um, still draining threes. My biggest takeaway, though, even though the Thunder lost, I think it's a good sign when you, you can score 147 as a team and your leading score only has 30 points. Paul George led the way with 30. Um, but then all the other starters had at least 19. I mean, Jeremy Grant was the second leading scorer with a career-high 25. Um, and what I really like to see was Russell Westbrook, 24 assists. I think he's slowly starting to figure out that this team is better when he doesn't shoot as much and when he's more in the mid-range. Um, and I think it's taken, like, a, honestly, a really shitty start to the season shooting-wise for him. I mean, I don't know what his exact percentages are, but I think he's one of the, the worst yeah, he's three at, He's at 23% on five attempts. That's Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, you can't have that. I mean, those are just basically <clears throat> wasted possessions when it comes down to it. And now he's looking to his teammates who actually have shown they can knock down shots. Terrence Ferguson with a big 7-for-10 game from three um, last night. Uh, I think it was about 20 seconds left in the game. Thunder down three. Russ passed up a pretty open look to give it to a wide-open Ferguson for three. I mean, I think that's just growth. Russell is what? He's 28-29, but he's still growing as a player. And if he can figure out that him attacking the rim and dishing is the best option for this team, then he should stick to that. Uh, he was 11 for 22. Even when – as long as he's aggressive, they're fine. Because there was about three straight possessions where Russ went right to the rim, maybe a little contact, no call, and he missed a layup, missed a bunny. But whenever he attacks the rim, it forces the big guy to come over. And then Steven Adams is right there for the cleanup. Yeah. And Jeremy Grant's right there for the cleanup. So I think if he just sticks to attacking, I mean, limits the three-pointers and keeps finding his guys, I think the Thunder can be a scary team. Yeah, his, his passing, I mean, when he came into the NBA, he wasn't really that great of a passer. I mean, he was at, for most of his career, like through 2014, um, he's only hanging around like six or seven assists. And then 
ever since uh, 2016. He's been above 10 every year. Yeah, his pat, especially like you said, when he's driving to the rim, it's like they have to give him so much attention because he's he's just so explosive around the rim. He can he can go around like he's nimble and he's explosive, so he can go he can go through someone or he can go around them. Um, so you have to defend that layup pretty pretty tough. And then Stephen Adams is always ducking in or Jeremy Grant. Uh, that play to Jeremy Grant at the end, I didn't like. I didn't see Jeremy Grant at first, so I thought I was like, "What is he doing?" Yeah, well, yeah. But then Jeremy Grant was right there, perfect pass. Um, and I like that he's deferring to Paul George a lot because yeah. Paul George, like, right now he should be the closer if they need a three. Like that game in um, that game in Brooklyn when they were down twenty five and Paul George had thirty, he had thirty five in the second half, and he had the game winning three. I was like, if that was last year, I feel like Russ would have oh, yeah. or Melo would have gotten it and done a like, contested fadeaway that wouldn't have gone in. Um, yeah, I think they, it, I, they they just need to get. I mean, they're still a little like um, still a little shallow the roster, especially now that Noel is out. Yeah, um, I agree. With that. And Schroeder has kind of fallen off a little bit lately, and it's, so I think if they can somehow find a way to pick up, I saw them when they were interested in Courtney Lee. I think that would be that great. would be a good pick. Yeah, just yeah, some more bench scoring because I mean, I was saying. It's it's always good to see you score one forty seven and your leading scorer has thirty, uh, but the bench didn't too, do too much. I mean, Schroeder had fourteen off the bench, but other than that, they're not really getting much production. So yeah, if you can get a guy like Courtney Lee who can go in there and get you a bucket when a Russ or when a PG is uh, sitting, definitely good news. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one one more thing I'll say about the Thunder is Paul. I mean, Paul obviously can't be stated enough how great of a season Paul George is having. I mean, most points, most rebounds, basically tied for his most assists and steals uh, um, in a season. And I feel like a lot of that is because he's becoming more comfortable and more aggressive playing with Russ. And I think Russ sees, like, this is – it's not – I wouldn't call him KD part two, but he has another superstar, like, by him, and you can't let him go. You can't let another guy walk. So he's starting – Russ is starting really – figuring it out how to play um, with an elite talent and PG's taking advantage of it for sure. Yeah. He's always been a better fit as like a second, as a second star next to Russ, he's definitely a better fit than Durant. Cause even though Durant's a better shooter than Paul George, like Durant does most of his work with the ball in his hands. I mean, he could play all the, but now I guess with the Warriors is different. That's the, that, I mean, that's really just their system. Yeah. So much passing and stuff. But I mean, when they were, in, when uh, he was in Oklahoma city, it was basically just one of them was ISO in the whole time. And I mean, they won them games, but at a certain point, it was like uh, this, the second guy next to Russ really, and we saw it in 2017 when Russ won MVP, but he was, he had to do everything. Like he really just, like Paul George really is a, like a perfect fit. Um, I know Old Depot has been good for the Pacers, but it really was like a perfect win-win trade. Um, yeah, no, I agree. It, it worked out. Worked out. So yeah, it's, um, they, I mean, if Roberson can get back, they are like, they, I don't know if they're the second best team in the West, but I think the best matchup for the Warriors just because they can go toe to toe. I guess until we see what happens with Boogie, but I mean, I, I mean they see Adam, they've Stephen Adams, so I guess they're not like completely outmatched there. But, yeah, um, I mean that'll. I mean Robertson getting back and healthy is definitely like people people sleep on them. That we we've said it since too. day one. That's big. That'll be big, uh, specifically for that matchup uh, against the Warriors if it does come to that. Yeah. Um, switching to another team in the West, a major storyline um, this past Sunday, head coach of the Timberwolves, Tom Thibodeau, was fired. Um, kind of an odd time to fire him because it was right after a blowout win against the Lakers. Uh, I mean, the, there's been a lot of reports on why he was fired. Um, a lot of people have been saying a lot of different things. That it's deeper than basketball. Apparently, Thibodeau wasn't really into the marketing of the franchise and was just solely focused on uh, the the solely focused on the basketball side of it. Um, and obviously, the Butler saga and mismanaging minutes. I mean, there's a whole lot of different things that kind of all compiled up into Thibodeau getting fired. What do you think about it? I mean, I think, it, like I said, it's an odd time to do it, but I think it is kind of the right move. I'm not a real big Tibbs guy. Yeah, it was a weird time, but it, I'd, I'd say it is the right move. Um, one, they seem to really like uh, Ryan Saunders. Saunders, yeah. Um, and I know they liked his dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess, I mean, they can just impro- I mean, clearly the culture has improved since Butler was traded, but they're still not that great of a team. Um, Covington's been good for them, and now he's out for a long time. 
uh, no timetable as of now. And yeah, I think they, I mean, I was expecting them to wait until the off season. I didn't, I didn't even think they were going to do it during the season. Um, cause I know he yeah, saw his three years contract, which I know never really matters, but, um, yeah, it was just, it was just always a weird fit because the two young stars, quote unquote stars for Wiggins, I guess now, but I mean, when they hired him, he was a budding star. Uh, neither of them are defensive players and we know how much Tibbs loves defense and his rotations are just insane. Like they were beating the Lakers by 25 points and cat played 39 minutes and they were up at by like 20 and a half. So why, why are you playing cat so much? It's just like, I don't understand how stubborn you can be about minutes when it's obvious that so many people are getting small injuries throughout the season. And last yep. year with Butler, yep. when he got hurt, they obviously they fell apart because you're, you're just forcing minutes into these guys. I mean, I know like, Butler would always be the guys like begging for minutes when he was on the Bulls, but um, yeah, it was just the minutes thing was weird. It, clearly, it was just it was just just a bad fit, um, and he's made some questionable decisions as a GM. Even though the original Butler trade, I thought was um, oh well, the original Butler trade looked great on paper, and then obviously whatever happened there, um, and the big contract to Jeff Teague. Not, I mean Teague's okay. Um, Letting uh, Bejalika walk, believe I don't know how to say his name on the Kings. He would have been helping right now. Uh, he's he's hasn't really played a Koji enough, and Josh Koji's good. Um, he's a yeah, he person. is. So, I think it was a good decision to fire him. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if they're gonna. I mean, I assume they're gonna look for a new coach, right? I don't. I mean, who's, yeah, I don't I, know who's available right I, now? Who I was looking. Uh, I mean. I, I Ryan Saunders has got to be really young, but like like you said, I mean they love uh, flip there, so you never really know with that. But uh, obviously Fred Hoiberg, uh, oh, former yeah. Bulls coach, just fired. They have interest. Uh, Glenn Taylor, the owner, said he had interest in him becoming the GM and or coach. I've also seen Monty Williams, former Pelicans coach, out there, and Mark Jackson's name always gets thrown into uh, every open job. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really don't know, and I assume it won't be figured out until the summer. Because um, right now, I mean, they're kind of in the middle of a playoff hunt. Because uh, this team, I mean, they're not gonna—I don't think they're gonna do anything. But inside the building, they're not gonna admit that. Um, but yeah, for me, um, there—I was looking—I was looking back at it. That, like you said, with the mismanaging of minutes, I have this 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 uh, like two-week timetable and mid-November uh, with D. Rose. D. Rose played 40 minutes, um, and then it was reported he had some ankle soreness, so he only played four minutes in the next game, and then he got a DNP. And after that, Tibbs played him thirty-five uh, four straight games, 35 minutes or more. And then he got another DNP because of the same ankle injury. So like you said, it's all those minor injuries that add up and add up and add up. It's like wear on the tires. Um, just doing things you don't need to be doing. And I think it was just too late for Tib. Like, it, it, I don't think he's ever going to change that philosophy, which uh, honestly he may struggle to to find someone who is willing to work with him on that. Yeah, because I remember when he he just sat out from coaching for one year um, after being fired. And I remember it was reported that, like, he went on, a, like, a tour around the league of all these coaches in his year off and was, like, talking to them talking about their philosophies and then everyone when he came back everyone was like oh maybe now he'll realize he can't be playing guys 39 minutes every night and then i mean he immediately did the same thing <laughs> with the wolves um, yeah yeah so, like you're talking like derrick rose like that's just that's such a problem i know he's playing well this year but it's like if anyone knows about derrick rose's injury history it's him because if derrick rose never gets hurt he might maybe he's still the bulls coach because maybe they never really fall apart um yeah yeah exactly still like super stubborn about it like and it's not their bench isn't that bad. I mean, no, it's not. They go pretty deep. They're pretty deep. Yeah, they have some. They have some good players, um, especially especially with the with uh, getting Sarge. I know Covington's hurt, but Sarge and Covington just added to the depth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it shouldn't have been a team, but I think once you, what I think on the whole Butler saga, uh, honestly, that's a a decent haul. Like uh, especially for a team like uh, the Timberwolves, you knew Butler wanted out, and you're getting like two younger players that not only can be rotational guys, but can actually play defense and get your buckets. Uh, but I think it was just too late. Uh, the mess was already made. And I think, uh, I don't think there's any recovering from that. Um, but yeah, I just want to touch on, I was watching a YouTube video, like, like two days after he got fired. Um, 
And this one guy was saying how uh, the the minutes uh, the Timberwolves owner Glenn Taylor um, just had been getting fed up with Thibodeau, uh, like I was saying before, how he's only focused on basketball and basketball philosophies. Um, and he was mad that he wasn't that Thibodeau wouldn't focus on promoting the team in the market or trying to get deals and just didn't really care about the franchise. He just cared about winning games. And I looked it up, like the Timberwolves are 29th in attendance. So that kind of, kind of shows you um, just a little tidbit there, but, but yeah, I mean, you got anything else on Tibbs? Um, I mean, I, he's probably done, right? Yeah. I mean, like you said, he gave, he did the whatever the coaching went around the league and he got his second chance and he got fired for the same thing that he got fired for the first time. So I don't see how anyone else is unless you're really yeah. desperate. I feel like it's almost becoming like a, the Jeff Fisher thing in football now. Like people always joke about yeah. it. Um, I don't really think he's ever going to get a job. I can, I could see him being a, like an assistant. Cause I mean, yeah, it's, he's still like, he wasn't a great defensive coach. Yeah, he's a good basketball mind. I just don't think he I, – I, and it also kind of boggles my mind how he got the – I don't really know the whole logistics of it, but how he got the GM and the coach's job. Yeah, I have no idea. But, uh, yeah, no, I think he can – he's definitely a good basketball mind and could help a team out. I don't think you want him running your team, though. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we will move on to a little bit of an MVP uh, race discussion. What are we – we got about 35 games left in the regular season, give or take. Um, 40. So we're right 40, at the halfway yeah. point. Yeah, yeah right. 40 years. So halfway through the season, basically what I have it as is I have three guys. Um, above, uh, put it this way. After Harden's streak, I have Harden at the top. And then I have AD and Giannis right behind them. And then I have LeBron, KD, Kawhi, Steph, Embiid, and Paul George in a tier below them. Uh, so those guys that I listed last, I think they all – Still have a chance to compete for the MVP, but they're going to have to go on Harden-like streaks throughout the second half of the season. Uh, but Harden, I mean, he he scored 30-plus in 14 straight games. Uh, last game he didn't score 40 – or last game he didn't score 30 was December 11th. He scored 29. So, I mean, what can you say? He's putting the team on his back without Gordon, without Chris Paul. He's averaging, what, 33 points a game, like – Eight assists, six rebounds. Really, thirty-four points a game. Is that thirty-three point nine? Yeah. So that's we haven't seen that done in in since probably MJ. Um, I imagine. I'd say like Kobe. Kobe, Kobe yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can't you can't um, overstate what Harden's doing, especially with the success of the Rockets over the past month. Um, but yeah, Giannis and AD are right there. They're, Giannis and AD, their numbers are so similar. Uh, obviously, AD is more of a threat from further out. But their numbers are really similar. Um, what are you thinking? Because I know you had at the beginning of the season Giannis, and it looked like through the first two two and a half months that Giannis kind of was a clear cut MVP. What are you What are you thinking now? Yeah, I put Harden at number one right now because he is he's just caring. Yeah, I mean that team. I mean, I mean Gordon's been out and Chris Paul's been out for a while, um, and it's just it's unbelievable. Like the Warriors game, like if if he wins, it's gonna be. That Warriors game is gonna have a lot of that was insane. Yep. That was unbelievable. Um, and then I'd, I'd have Giannis number two, honestly, pretty easily over AD right now. AD, I it's I don't know. You think every night he gets numbers? And I'm not saying he's like an empty stats guy, but yeah, that's true. I mean, I, they're not that bad. Their roster isn't that bad. It's okay. not good, but it's not. I mean, they're they're what the 15, 14, the 12 seed right now, and I mean, obviously they're only what a game. Um, well, the three games out of the eight seed right now. It's not, it's not insignificant. Um, I'd put them at third just because without him, they'd be probably the worst team in the NBA. But, um, but the way Giannis, that I mean, the Bucks are, Bucks are really good. Um, no, yeah, know a lot yeah. of it's like, uh, but uh, Coach Bud and Bledsoe's been playing well. Everyone's picked it up since last year, but I mean, he's still obviously the main reason why they're so good. Yeah. Even without his jumper, I mean, his jumper's been awful this year. At least Terrible. his three point jumper. He's at yeah. 17%, um, and his free throws are going down a lot too. But it's just scoring 27 a game. His assists are up to six a game. He's at 13 rebounds. It's just, it's just it, he's unstoppable once he gets in the paint. I feel, um, yeah. And I feel like if they maintain the a top two seed, which I mean they probably will, they're three games over Indiana, three and a half over Philly, and five over Boston. I, I'd say they're a near, not near, not a lock, but likely to get a top two seed. Um, I think he'd be right there and. 
I mean, eventually I think Harden has to fall off a little bit. Yeah, no, um, no, I agree. There's no way he just scores 35 every night. And once Chris Paul comes back, hopefully Chris Paul's healthy. But, I mean, they were looking – they weren't dead in the water, but they were looking like a easy seven or eight seed. I know that's what they are right now, the Rockets. That's because they're so tight. I mean, they're only um, one game behind the four seed. So, right now I got to go with James Harden. It's just – it's unbelievable. Even though his defense – I can't even get mad at him for his defense now yeah. because yeah. he has to do so much offensively. Yeah. I mean, his usage is like 45%, which is insane. That's like higher than Westbrook was uh, the year that he won MVP. So, yeah, right now I'd probably have um, Harden, Giannis. Uh, probably, I'd probably put LeBron just over AD because we've seen how, really? bad, how bad the Lakers are without LeBron. I mean, That's true. But how? But AD didn't get hurt, so you don't – I mean, obviously yeah. you know how bad AD yeah. – uh, I'd say they're about even. Um, and then I'd probably have – Embiid's kind of eh, – Embiid's picked it up lately, but I'd probably put Paul George over Embiid right now. Because I feel like he's just carried them more um, with Russ and with Russ struggling. Yeah, and then other candidates, uh, Jokic maybe. I yeah, mean, just Jokic, like, is Jokic, a, Jokic is playing well, and the first seed. Um, everybody forgets they have a better record than the Warriors. Yeah, um, I mean, but nineteen point nineteen points a game is never going to get it done. Yeah, and maybe I mean out like super dark horse, maybe Lillard, um, Kawhi. Kawhi's missed a lot of games. Um, yeah, it's just it's 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 a, it's a it'll be interesting this year. Harden kind of ran away with it last year. I know a lot of people thought LeBron should have won, which I can understand because he played every game last year, and that Cavs team clearly wasn't very good without yeah. him. Um, I mean, I think uh, I think it, I think it's going to come down to I mean, if Giannis if Giannis leads the Bucks to the one seed and finishes like sixty wins, um, and Harden drops down a little bit, it'll get it'll be close. Uh, I think it's going to come down to Harden, AD, and Giannis, um, and then, but I think like we are listing the guys after that. I think there are like eight guys who, like, they could have the fourth best season or the twelfth best season mm-hmm. in the league, like depending on how this like second half goes. I think there's a lot of guys that are like right in there, having really great seasons. Just obviously not James Harden or uh, the Greek Freak level this year. Yeah, if Harden wins. I mean, there's a case to be made that he should have four MVPs in five years. Although, I feel like the first Curry one, I probably would have given to Curry, which, I mean, he won. Yeah. The Westbrook year. Westbrook. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's I mean, hard like, not to give it. Westbrook had 42 triple doubles. Yeah. And now, hard. I mean, looking back, I mean, I'm, I'm the, one of the biggest Russ guys you can be. But looking back on it, just playing devil's advocate, uh, like, he keeps averaging. Like, I mean, I know he didn't – or what? He averaged a triple double – Two years in last year too, last, right? Yeah, he did it last year, and, he and he's going to do it this year too. Yeah. So it's like it's like he keeps doing it. Um, but I guess he did score thirty-one in uh, twenty sixteen. But he was actually pretty efficient. That I mean, he shot thirty-four percent from three that year, Russ, which is like easily the best he's ever done. Um, yeah, on seven attempts. That's that is that's, that's yeah. That's, and he was super clutch. Like every game, it's yeah. Like he was. Much off of I remember that series against the uh, Rockets. He was, yeah. he was. I mean, they lost, but he was he was big. Yeah, um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. It definitely will be interesting. Uh, speaking of one of the MVP candidates, Anthony Davis, obviously uh, the ongoing saga about where he will end up. Most people don't think it's going to be the Pelicans. I mean, they really haven't done enough to get guys next to him that can compete. They really don't have anyone on the wing. I mean, Julius Randle's having a great season, but they have really no wing presence. Um and just in the West, it's so hard if you don't have that second and third star uh, to do much. I know no knock on Drew Holiday, but um, you need more than just Drew Holiday and Julius Randle if you want to succeed in the West. Anyway, Anthony Davis, um, basically the arguments here are do you trade him now? Do you wait to the offseason to trade him? Uh, do you play this season out and another season out? Because – Okay, so he. This is how the contract goes. He signed a five-year, one hundred twenty-seven million dollar contract in the twenty sixteen offseason. He has a player option in twenty 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 one, which he'll obviously that won't get to that point because if he's going to stay with the Pelicans, he's going to sign a supermax this summer. I don't know what the numbers on the supermax are. Like what five two thirty five two thirty five. Okay, so five two thirty five. So we're not even going to get to that point. So it's basically this offseason is going to 
be where we're going to know what's going to happen. Uh, because if he signs a Supermax, good for New Orleans. He's there for five more years. If he doesn't, then New Orleans has to start looking to trade him. Do you trade him right in the offseason and tank the next season? I think that would be the best move because there's no point in trying to win and then trade him at the deadline. Um, but, yeah, just one thing to note, uh, he signed with the same agent, same group as LeBron, Rich Paul, Clutch Sports Group. So, I mean, why are you signing with Clutch if you're not trying to go to the Lakers? But it's probably a little deeper than that. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you think? If, put it this way. If you were AD, not where you think he's going to go, but if you were AD, where would you want to go? Um, if I were him, I'd, I mean, probably Boston. Yeah, they, I mean he like he fixes pretty much all their problem. Their main problem is still rebounding, and it has been for like four years. Um, and he, I mean, obviously offensively, they're already a really good team. Even though this year they've been a little up and down, but they're a very talented team offensively. I mean, the Kyrie AD pick and roll. I don't know how you stop that. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, he'd have the best, easily the best coach he's ever played under. And an actual, it seemed like an actual system. It seemed like New Orleans. They basically just give him the ball in the post and just see what he does with it just, which yeah. has worked because he's so good but um yeah if i were him it probably 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 but i mean I don't, I don't really see where else he would be able to go other I mean, than i guess la, LA. so but, so do you, so it's because do we both agree that he's gonna be traded i, I think it's gonna be this offseason i don't think they're gonna do it i'd say if they if they trade him this season they'd have to lose literally every single game until the break until yeah. uh, the trade deadline which won't happen um so yeah, I'd say that. I mean, if he declines or if he just indicates, I mean, he might indi- like he might indicate to them before the draft, which I, mean, I guess would help the Pelicans. Yeah, They'd probably I mean, be able to get top three pick. Um, actually, I don't know because I mean I don't know a team that's that bad would be willing to trade for AD. Like if, I don't know if he would just fit the timeline. Maybe the Suns. Maybe the Suns. I don't know. Well, I'm thinking. I mean, I think I think it's either the Lakers or the Celtics, and. I mean, I, how much of a say Davis – I know we were talking about this off the mic, but you were – there's some – Davis has some weird things. Yeah, I'm still looking for that. I don't know if I'm just imagining that or what. But you heard it somewhere. But I heard somewhere like he can opt in to some weird clause in his contract and then it's like a trade kicker or something. It was some weird – I'm going to keep looking it up. But okay. I don't, it was like – but basically it was like he could like determine where – kind of determine where he wants to go. Okay. Which, which would help the Lakers because they don't have they don't really have the salary right now to yeah. trade for him in the offseason because uh, I, yeah. other than the other than LeBron, who's like nobody else is really making money. And the issue with the Celtics, I mean, obviously they'd be willing to trade at Horford or Hayward because it's Anthony Davis, but would would New Orleans really want either of them? I guess Horford maybe, but I don't know why they would want Hayward, even though I think he'll get better, but it's still a lot of money for a guy coming off a pretty bad injury. And they're not gonna trade Kyrie Irving. All right. so, like, All I, don't right. know what, I guess, and then Tatum and Brown still haven't signed their extensions yet. And then, but I think I think the big difference here is, I mean, if new, you're right. I, I, okay, how about this? Uh, let Let's build a trade package from each because the Celtics have three 2019 draft picks. If four, so, or four counting their own, four counting their own. Um, so you're right. You're right about what you said about uh, you got. You should let them know before the draft if he's trying to get traded. But then again, the Celtics, if – I mean, I don't think they're going to hold – whatever. Say they do pick all the guys they're going to have for uh, like rookies so they can trade too. Who really knows? But I think the Celtics are in a better position to trade. I know the Lakers um, – like you got Ingram, uh, Ball, Hart, Kuzma. Um, but I think, honestly, the Pelicans would probably want draft picks. And the Celtics, what do they have? They have the Clippers first-rounder. If Clippers, Kings, Memphis. Grizzlies, and their own. So Memphis is projected protected one through eight, so they're going to get that. Uh, eh, maybe not, yeah. Well, I think no. they're at like nine right now. East sucks. The East is going to have like six of the top. What? we get, uh, Never know. Yeah, it's, yeah, you never know. That that one will be close. That one will, The Kings, I mean, I mean, and the Kings are always, I mean, they can always fall apart. I know they're 500 right now, but you know you never know with the Kings. But um, so Boston will receive the more favorable of Philadelphia's 2019 first round. They get it if it's two through 30, basically. So okay, so they're gonna get it. Yeah, they're. I mean, yeah. I mean, so the, I mean, those are some like 
good assets that like I especially I mean this draft is interesting but we'll, we'll probably, they're probably going to have like 11 like 15 like 20 and then whatever that pick their their pick is so yeah, yeah that's, like that's pretty, yeah they're pretty good I mean if they package them they'll probably package some of them for future picks because they're not going to take four rookies next year what it uh, what okay so what if what if I'm trying to think. Would it be two picks and like a player or or one pick and two players from the Celtics? Well it'd probably Marcus Smart would probably be involved, I'd say, because he makes twelve million and he's good and young. Um and he's controlled. I'd say before the season I would have said Brown would be enough, but like Brown's been playing pretty poorly and he's up for an extension soon. Um I don't like I don't know what the I mean, I don't think Tatum, they're Tatum's their best asset, basically. I don't think they're going to get rid of him. Tatum? Yeah, I don't think they're. Yeah, I, I, I see. I can't see him doing that either. So what? What is? I know Horford signed what? He signed a three-year deal. So Horford is, has a thirty million dollar player option next year. So he's so going to opt in. Opt out. I mean, he could think he could opt out and then try to get more money, like long term. What? Fuck it. Oh, no, I not I'll, I'll I'm get, saying like he he can get thirty million or he can get like a four for sixty. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, but I doubt that. What if the What if the Celtics gave them? The top, so say the Memphis has the eleventh pick. They give him eleven, Smart and Hayward. Think that you think that's enough? Think that's enough. I don't think that's enough. Unless he says he wants to go to Boston. Unless what? Oh, what if you just? I would say, I would say the Celtics. I would say, like we're keeping Tatum, um, and obviously we're keeping Kyrie. But anyone else on our anyone else, you can have Smart and and one other player, and then we'll give you two first rounders. I would, I would be in for it'd that. Probably be like if it's that, it'd be like Smart Brown, and then two first Robert Williams, and yeah. Well, and and the thing is, like if 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 the Pelicans, like if AD doesn't really have much of a say here, I mean, the, all the Lake the Lakers are they have no picks incoming. They, all they have is their first rounder, which is going to be pretty, pretty like it'll shitty. be like fifteen to twenty this year. You think? Right now they're at sixteen. Wes is yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, but but LeBron and their schedule is insane. But LeBron their schedule starting now is like starting to get insane. But LeBron though, they do have LeBron, so it's kind of hard to you know. But okay, I mean, what, they, I mean, they're twenty three and nineteen. I'm always confused by the different league. Is is the NBA uh, playoff teams? Is it? Yeah, uh, I never know either because right now the the is it by when I look at it now. The thing is, when I look at it now, they just do by record. Well, okay, when look, the playoff ends. It's always weird. Look, look. Here, wait. Go pull up the last year's draft. Yeah, because last year the Lakers had the twenty fifth pick, and that was from the Cavs, and the Cavs were in the finals. So I think it's just record. Okay. So okay. Well, let's see. The Cavs fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's record. Def, it's record. Okay, so that's big. That I mean, that's so. Say the Lakers. Fuck. Finish. Yeah. Whatever. Eighteenth, twentieth pick. I mean, that's still like what you give them your pick, and then you. I think you. To match anything oh. that Boston would do, I think they'll, throw, they'll throw two or three picks on. Yeah, oh, I get. Oh, I guess futures. Yeah, they're not letting. They're not having another George, Paul George, or I mean, I don't think Kawhi's going there. So I don't, I don't think they're gonna have another situation like that. So what Damn. if you give them? Well, but the thing is, how valuable is that pick gonna be if the Lakers are gonna be raw, like a twenty twenty yeah. first rounder? Yeah. I think the Celtics are are in way better position unless the Lakers are willing to give up like Hart. Lonzo and Ingram. If they want to give up three players, I think they have to give up Kuzma. Or yeah, I mean Kuzma. I, it, AD would play the four anyway. So yeah, that's true. I mean, but I think yeah, I think they're going to have to give up three of those four to try to match anything. I mean, if I'm the Lakers, I'm giving up Lonzo, Ingram, and Kuzma two first in an instant. Lonzo, huh? I don't think I would. I don't know about that. I mean, I guess AD, dude, Ingram isn't bad. They're getting he's just he's a terrible fit with LeBron. Like he's he's just not because he's not a good he's not a shooter. At okay, all. so like one three game. If you're the if you're the Pel so, okay. Keep in mind that those picks probably aren't the best. If you're the Pelicans, you get that offer, and then say this the Celtics counter punches, smart Jalen Brown, uh, Horford on his expiring deal, and two first in this upcoming draft. They're two best first, like ten and fifteen. What do you I mean, like? it's probably. I guess it's Boston, but I, I think it's close. I think, it's I think yeah, it's, it's 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 close because Brown is kind of regressed a little bit. 
Yeah. If it was like coming out of the playoffs last year, I think like that's easily blows at the Lakers out of the water. Um, but and Lonzo's salary, I mean Lonzo makes um, nine million, which is I mean because he's a second pick. Yeah. So they can match it basically with those two. That's sixteen million combined uh, for next year from him, him and Ingram, and then uh, Kuzma makes two million, and then they can throw whatever filler they need. Kuzma, um, oh Kuzma, I thought you meant because he okay. was a late first round pick. Yeah, I was like, um, oh, yeah, I mean it will it will have to be three. Because, I mean, I, I'm not worrying about giving up Alonzo or Ingram from them. Kuzma will kind of suck because he's actually been pretty good this year. But You don't think – I think they want to keep Alonzo. I think they well, – I I think Alonzo would be – Lonzo next – I think he would be a nice fit. I'd, I, next to Le- I, I mean, he could – I think Lonzo will be a better fit next to LeBron than Ingram. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely off of Ingram. I I'm not even off Ingram. I'm just off his fit with LeBron. Like, it's just – yeah, it's just okay. not good because he doesn't do anything off the ball. Like, everybody thought he was gonna be a better shooter. He's shooting twenty nine percent from three. Yeah, Wasn't he's a good year. ISO scorer. Awful, but... Yeah, he could score in isolation, but I mean, why, you don't need that when you have LeBron. LeBron, exactly. Yeah, I mean, this is gonna just be an interesting storyline. Obviously, the next, the next big thing to watch out for in all this is when the trade deadline comes up in early February, if AD is still on the Pels. Um, but until then, it's just gonna be all speculation. It's gonna be a lot of trade machines uh, up and running. Well, I have a question. Would if you're the Sixers, are you trading? Are you offering Simmons? I don't even know how the Six. I mean, yeah, I'm offering Simmons. Like, what would be? The, the thing about even, Simmons is that. What would the be the deal that salary? That's the issue. Probably the what? What? Okay, from those deals that we were just offering, like three, like young assets and two picks. How could the Sixers get in play? Like, what would they offer? Okay, so they had the Heat pick. In what year? Twenty twenty one, unprotected. Okay. Which is big. Um, I mean, still, he'd always compete in the West. Or keep going. Keep, just keep he, going. Yeah, but you never – the thing is, yeah. it's still an asset right now. Okay. Yeah, fair. They have Fultz for salary purposes. Okay. Which is about 9 or $10 million, which is kind of important. They have – in terms of assets, they have um, Shamit and Zyre Smith are still – I mean, they're rookies. Yeah. So they're still, they still, I mean, I'd say that right now they're both positive value, especially Sham because he's been playing well. And you never, I don't know whatever happened with Zaire, but, um, and then they have, I don't even want to, I mean, I'd consider Simmons all pretty much untradeable unless obviously for, I mean, if you get a guy like AD, but the thing is the salary will be an issue because they don't really have any big salary outside of Embiid and Butler. I don't think they trade Butler because he's a free agent anyway. So he can't be traded this summer. Um, and then Wilson Chandler's expiring, Reddick's expiring. And other than that, they don't really have any salary because Simmons only makes $7 million. But in terms of, like, assets that would kind of make sense for the Pelicans to get, I think Simmons would be the best one. Well, this is what I would say. I would say um, it depends how much they value Simmons because all the guys that we named, like Ingram, Lonzo, Hart, Kuzma, Jogan, Smart, Brown, Hayward, um, Tatum, whatever – I think all those guys are better than anyone you can give them but Simmons. Yeah. So it depends, one, how many picks you're throwing at them. And two – It'd probably be – because the Sixers have all their own picks, and they have like a million second-round picks. I mean, I think, I think any way you spin it, unless they really like – are like Simmons can be like can – like, unless they think he can be transcendent. I mean, which is a chance he can be. He learns how to shoot. Then uh, – I think it'd be tough just because, yeah, like, the thing is, all right, so that front court, which would be, I mean, I assume Butler's resigning as of now. You never know, but I mean, as of now, it seems likely he's going to resign. So that'd be the front court would be Butler, Davis, and Bede, which would be pretty, pretty great um, on both sides, although not, none of them are really shooters. The thing is, I don't know who plays point guard. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see, I don't really see that. I, just, I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Sixers have the assets to do it. Unless yeah, I, like I said, unless, unless they, they put in Simmons, but unless they, yeah, unless, but even if they do put in Simmons, like unless the Pelicans really value Simmons, like I a, like a Simmons, Zaire Smith, Fultz, and the Heat pick and one of your picks, like Simmons, Zaire. If everyone's giving two picks and you guys are giving Simmons, Zaire, and Fultz, like I'm taking any of the three Lakers guys and any of the three Celtics guys over that. Unless, unless, like that's just me. But unless the Pelicans like really love Simmons and are like, and they're like these all. It's all other, just complicated all, by Fultz. If Fultz was good, 
Like if, yeah, if, Fultz if, Fultz, if, if nothing ever happened to Fultz, like if he just came like he was out of UW, then I think they'd like really consider it. Yeah, I could see that. And because then you have then you have your point guard who can like run the pick and roll and stuff, and then you have three elite front court players, and then whatever they get a shooting guard, I guess they'd have Shamit still. Um, so yeah, it's just it's I don't know, it's it's gonna be really interesting with him because obviously if he says like oh I want to go to the Lakers, then that changes everything. But then again, maybe it doesn't because the Raptors and Thunder both prove that. Yeah, that yeah, that's true. Want to go to the Lakers. If, yeah. you had, if I had to put money on it right now, I'd say he's going to the Lakers. Um, and I think I, I do think that signing with Rich Paul and Clutch um, is kind of a telling sign, somewhat at least. Uh, but yeah, we're, I mean, we're we're still months away from probably seeing anything really come to fruition. Um, yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I can't see any other teams really getting involved. Maybe I don't know. I I mean, maybe the Clippers. If the Clippers like really want to make a home run. This offseason, but the thing is, like Tobias Harris would be a good asset, but he's a free agent. Yeah, um, that's tough. And they don't have much other salary. But if they really like, if they think they're getting Kawhi, or if they get Kawhi and then they want to add another guy, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. It definitely will be. I mean, another NBA saga to follow. Uh, another way to keep the offseason cycle moving for sure. Um, but yeah, whatever, whatever the it, uh, whatever deal does get done. Um, It'll just be interesting to compare to what we're talking about right now, uh, seeing yeah. if we're overvaluing it, undervaluing it, or whatever. Because, I mean, you know uh, all those GMs are going to be on the phones. I mean, they probably already have been, but yeah, be on the phones nonstop. Uh, and I, th- I, I, think, I think the Pelicans are going are gonna to do what gets them the best return. I, I really don't think they're going to look out for AD's interest too, too much. Um, but, yeah, uh, that was a lot of AD talk. Um, let's do quick, uh, on the Western conference. If you don't follow us on Twitter, uh, SQ underscore sports, go do that. But anyway, put out a poll today. Who's the second best team in the West? Um, I know the Warriors aren't leading the West, but we can all agree that they're the odds on favorite to win the West. Uh, they're only a game and a half out nuggets have been leading basically the whole way. Once, once the Warriors get fully healthy, um, back on track, I think they should be fine. So I came up with four teams that I think um, can be considered the second best team in the West and or have a chance to compete uh, to win the West. My teams are the Nuggets, the Thunder, the Lakers, and the Rockets. Uh, I'd agree. I'd probably – like I think the Spurs are a better team than the Lakers, but it's just like the LeBron factor, I guess. Yeah, um, LeBron so probably put him over just because LeBron's just so good. Um, yeah, those are probably the four. If I had to rank those four, I'd probably go of teams that come out of the West. I'd put um, Houston one because we saw what they could do last year. They had to respect that. Um, yeah, agreed. Then two and three, kind of interchangeably, I put Oklahoma City and Denver with a slight edge of Oklahoma City just because their defense. Um, especially if Roberson comes back. And then L.A. has easily the worst supporting cast out of those four, but I mean, LeBron almost took a game on the road in Golden State last year with the Cavs. And I'd say this Lakers seems like at least a little bit better than the Cavs. Uh, so, yeah, probably right now I'd have to put Houston as the second-best team. Houston? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. Just, I mean, if you, we asked this question a month ago, I think the answer is completely different, but mm-hmm. – uh, just Harden's, Harden's doing what he's doing, and he can do that, obviously, in a seven-game series because he's done it in double that, uh, 14 straight games. But Eric Gordon, Chris Paul, arguably – I mean, Capella, but arguably, like, two, two of their top four players are out. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Um, what do you – Austin Rivers, there, there was a weird trade. Uh, I mean, not too many – significant pieces moving around Suns, wizards um but austin rivers out of all that ended up on the rockets he's played in eight games he scored in double digits uh seven of the games he's hit some clutch shots uh he's making his threes you think that uh is a significant pickup or or do you think that's kind of dust in the wind Uh, i think i think it'll matter um because one he fits the system very well for d'antoni and now they can actually give chris paul a break every once in a while when he comes yeah. back. 
because uh, I don't like I I'm trying to think who they didn't have a backup point guard last year. I don't think I don't think they played a backup point guard. Maybe they had one, but I don't think they played him at all. Because I don't remember like who I don't remember who was the backup point guard for the Rockets. Because I think they just staggered CP3 and Harden at point guard. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Um, I mean, yeah. I guess they have Brandon Knight. But he hasn't played. All right, he did play, but he hasn't done anything. So I think now they actually have someone to give either of them a rest because he can play with Chris Paul and James Harden. Yes. Um, which is valuable. I was kind of surprised people were like trying. I mean, I know he didn't play well for the Wizards, but um, I mean, he was really good last year for the Clippers. He scored 15 a game. So, yeah, I think I think he'll actually be pretty important as their – if Chris Paul is healthy in the playoffs, just a, a score off the bench as like the sixth or seventh man because he's yeah. been better than Eric Gordon this year. Yeah, and he can definitely give him a spark. He's a high-energy guy. Um, and, I mean, there's always been the unwarranted hate for Rivers because of, all oh, like, playing for your dad, blah, 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 won't include you, include you in a trade. But if there's one thing he can do, it's score the ball um, mm-hmm. and make shots. And he's made, like, against the Warriors, he had a couple couple big threes. Uh, he's had a couple couple uh, nice games for the Rockets so far. Um, for the Nuggets, just want to touch on the Nuggets real quick. Um, obviously they're top of the West, uh, what Jokic is doing, playing out of his mind. He's almost averaging a triple-double uh, out of the center position, which is just ridiculous. He's one of the best passers in the game. Um, I think the one thing it comes down to – well, actually, two things for the Nuggets. One, I think Jamal Murray and Gary Harris, they, they, they haven't been that great this year, and it's kind of surprising because they have won as many games as they have. Um, they're both not really shooting well from three. Um, Gary Harris is kind of underwhelming. He's only – I mean, 16 a game is good, but I thought he was going to take that next step because before – what, he signed a four for 84, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were like, okay, like Gary Harris is going to sign this contract, taking the next step, 20-point score. Uh, but he just really hasn't done that. Um, he's only shooting 33% from downtown. Jamal well, Murray's – I mean, eh. Last year, I mean, he took a, he took a pretty decent step last year. Because uh, he signed it before last year. Yeah, but I'm saying like he, but yeah, like he, the he injury has killed him this year. year. Yeah, yeah, but I expected like another step. Uh, mm-hmm. Whatever, uh, might be a little. But the thing is, there's really I'm just kind of nitpicking here because they're top of the West. Uh, two guys who who've actually been um, pretty surprising. Who like I've known like from college. I mean, they're good in college. Didn't think they're ever going to be good NBA players. Malik Beasley and Monty Morris. Monty Morris is a baller. Yeah, he. I mean, he was a he was a killer at Iowa State. Um, he's a freaking pain in my side. But with uh, he's he, I mean, he's a true point guard, and obviously Gary Harris isn't a point guard. But with Harris out a lot, and with it obviously having not played yet, Morris is getting a lot of minutes at the guard spot. I mean, he's averaging ten a game, and he and he's doing it super efficiently, shooting forty four percent from downtown. Um, yeah, I think he's just a solid player because I know at the beginning of the season, we uh, at least I was, I mean, worried about the Nuggets bench. And they just got, uh, I mean, Morris and Malik Beasley both putting in 10 a game and doing it uh, efficiently. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's too much you can really complain uh, about with the Nuggets. Yeah, and they, I mean, they're still waiting for Barton to get back too. Yeah, Will Barton. I think, I mean, I think it, that's going to. It's more just, I like, I'm. I think they'll be really good for the rest of the season, but come playoff time, we've never seen any of these guys play other than Millsap. Uh, we haven't seen any of them play in the playoffs. Yeah. Murray, if Murray and – one of Mer- Murray and Harris needs to become consistent because they just switch yeah, off agreed. having good and bad games, both of them. Agreed. I definitely agree with that. I, I definitely do not trust the Nuggets in the playoffs. I think they could wind up with a two or three seed and get knocked off because um, I don't think the talent level between them and, say – like I'll if the Lakers, Antonio, if like the Lakers get the six seed and they yeah. get the seed, or yeah, the that's tough. Or whatever, like that's, that's a tough. that's an all that's a terrible matchup for the Lakers or for the uh, the Nuggets. The Nuggets. And the Rockets yeah. have killed the Nuggets all year. Um, yeah, so I mean, on the road. So yeah, it'll be. Yeah, I don't. Know. I mean, I don't. Know. I could see Jokic's defense. I know he's improved a little bit this year, but I could see that kind of being picked apart in the playoffs. Millsap's been good. He's really yeah. out of Jokic, but. I don't know what's gonna happen. I mean, he's he has a team option for thirty million. I don't think they pick that up, but I also think I, they, I I they want to keep him, but I don't think they pick it up for thirty million. Yeah, thirty million is just too much. Um, yeah, I mean, and they still got. There's, I don't think he's gonna play this year, but Michael Porter Jr. slide right into that four four spot uh, if they do decide to let Millsap go. Yeah, and um, Isaiah Thomas, I doubt he even plays. 
if he comes the whole back. season. You but think? I think. Oh, I'm saying back. even if he's healthy, like why would they play him over Morris? Yeah, he's such a liability I, on defense. Like Morris is good defensively, and he's been really good offensively. Yeah, that is true. Um, that is true. I, Isaiah Cam, he does have more offensive capacity. I think they would give him a shot and and see how he uh, obviously give him a shot if you sign him and see how he does. But yeah, it's going to be tough to take those minutes from minutes from Morris. I mean, he's balled out. He's playing twenty five a game. Mm-hmm. Um, any other any other thing you want to touch on on in on the West either conference before we get into a couple segments? Um, no, nothing else. You want to do the rookie report? Yeah, yeah. We'll uh, talk about the rookies. Um, so obviously, Luka Doncic um, has been out of his mind. He's currently second in the West in um, uh, backcourt guard voting. Uh, backcourt uh, voting for the All Star game. Um, what is he? What is he averaging? Some I had his pull. He's up. averaging just like nine. Yeah, like nineteen seven and six or something like that. He's averaging. Come on, uh, nineteen point eight points, six point seven, re, uh, six point seven rebounds, four point nine assists. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and and not only is he putting those numbers up, he's doing them in the clutch. You see it every night. That that step back is unguardable. It's like the James Harden step back. Mm-hmm. Um. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so it's, yeah, I mean, he's, he's tough to guard. Um, what, what do you think about Aiton? Aiton's good. Uh, he still has a lot to learn on defense, but, um, I think, I think he'll be pretty good overall. I think, I'm surprised he didn't take that many threes yet. I don't need khakis or jeans. Khakis? I don't have khakis or jeans. Alright, I'll keep going. Um, Okay. I'm surprised he hasn't taken threes because in college he took about one a game. You back? All right, what were you saying? Sorry, I was off the mic. Sorry. Um, I'm surprised he hasn't. Aiton hasn't taken threes yet. Yeah. In college he took about one a game, and he's a pretty decent free throw shooter. Um, but I, th- I, I mean, the, obviously he's a monster rebounder already. He's getting uh, about 11 a game, and he's scoring almost 17 a game. And he's shooting six percent from the field, which is good. Yeah. He plays smart offensively. Which is good. Defensively, he still has a little bit to learn, but I think he hasn't he hasn't been like awful defensively. He's just been, you know, like most rookies. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um and obviously, I mean Doncic is is having an insane year, but I think overall fit, I still like the pick of Aiton better. Cause I mean, like you said, I mean Aiton's averaging a double double. Um and he, he I mean he's a monster on the offensive end. He can run the pick and roll with Book. And if we would have drafted Doncic, I mean that's just enough. Like you already have Booker, they're they're kind they're not the same player, but they just they're both can get buckets, um, and know the offensive side of the the ball, but they struggle on defense. And that's not what we need. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely like what what Aiton's doing. Obviously, it's not translating to wins too well, uh, but I mean that should come in due time. Um, so the guy who's drafted in between them, Marvin Bagley, has been out uh, for the past two weeks dealing with a knee bruise. Um, and even before that, he's just kind of, kind of underwhelming. I mean, he's only playing 23 a game. Uh, the Kings, their front court is loaded with a lot of young guys, uh, in those 23 minutes, he's averaging 12 and a half points, six rebounds. Um, yeah, I mean, just kind of, just kind of underwhelming. I mean, his effective field goal percentage is at 55, which, is, which isn't too bad. He actually is shooting the, the, the three ball at a 32% clip given it's only one attempt a game. Uh, but yeah, Marvin Bagley just a little bit underwhelming uh, for me. Yeah, he's I I uh, I figured he I like Marvin Bagley still, but I figured he would have been better right away just because I um yeah I like he is. I thought they would have played him more, but I guess yeah. they're winning, whatever. But um yeah, he's interesting as just like a big man who can actually kind of put it on the floor a little bit, and he's shown a decent jump shot. Like his form looks good, at least it's not like a terrible form or anything. Yeah. Um. So he, I feel like he's gonna be a couple of years before he smooths out a lot of his game. But yeah, yeah I think a little underwhelming. Obviously, the injury didn't help. Um, no, I did like. I mean, I uh, like. He hustles a lot, which is good to see from a rookie. Because a lot of people was like, "Oh, I'm on the Kings. Oh, would I want to like, like, oh, I wish I didn't go to the Kings." Yeah, yeah. Day one, he's been like, you can tell he's he really gives 100 percent every time, which is good. Uh, that whole yeah. team does now. Like him and Fox, they're just like. You can tell they just have a lot of high-energy guys. I think Bagley fits right into that, which is good. I agree. Him and Giles. I mean, Giles has been looking a little bit better lately. 
played pretty well last night. If they, if I mean, if him and Giles like develop well, and then they have Fox and Heald and Bogdanovich, that's that's a that's a squad right there. It is a squad. I mean, I think a lot of it. I mean, Bagley, like their front court, like, it, it's quote unquote stacked. I mean, they just have so many players. Yeah. Um, they got what they they got a uh, Bielika, Giles, Scow, uh, Zebo, Costa, Kufos, Willie Cauley Stein, and Willie Cauley Stein, and and Bagley, and none of those guys are playing the three. So mm-hmm. I mean, all those guys are competing for minutes, uh, two spots. Um. We'll move on. Jaron Jackson. Um, I personally can't coming out the gate and in uh, summer league, everyone was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. This guy should have gone higher. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, he's he's kind of settled down a little bit. He's averaging 13 and a half points, four and a half rebounds and just above an assist a game effective field goal percentage of about 56. And he's shooting about 34% from range. Um, he started in 39 of 41 games this season. Uh, pretty impressive. Um, I, I think, I mean, he is, he is barely 19, uh, but I, I know you were really high on him, especially early on. Are you still, are you still like, this guy's going to be really, really good? Cause I'm not there yet. Uh, I'm still pretty high on him just because defensively he's already so good. Although he doesn't need to learn how to not foul as much. I mean, he's averaging four fouls a game, which is not good. And his shooting is obviously falling off a little bit. I never expected his shooting to be that great. I mean, he had yeah. that game where he hit, I think. Uh, the game in Brooklyn, I think it's seven threes or something. It was crazy, but since then he's only at about um thirty one point uh thirty one percent. See, offensively he still has a ways to go, and he needs to. I mean, Gasol gets a lot of rebounds, but he still needs to improve his rebounding because he's only at four point six and he's playing a lot. Um, yeah, I'd say he's still a pro. I feel like it was just his shooting was unexpected to start. Like I, I feel like people thought he wouldn't shoot at all. Because he didn't really shoot that much in college. He just made most of his threes. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm still pretty high on him, but I've definitely cooled a little bit. I mean, he was he was insane that one my one stretch, and they were winning. Now they've they've really fallen off. I guess I was pretty wrong about the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies. I was never – fuck the Grizzlies. <laughs> and the Kings, bro. That was, and no, the, the King, Mavs. King, That's King. all fake. That's fake. The That's Kings fake. I wouldn't say the Kings. The Kings – I, I'll news. give the Kings credit, man. I'll give the Kings credit. Kings, Grizzlies, Mavs. Gar- Want to hear this? Guarantee on the podcast. Kings, Grizzlies, Mavs will finish in whatever order. 12, 13, and 14 in the West. They had never had any shot to make the playoffs, nor do they have a shot now to make the playoffs. I, I put don't the, care. I, I put don't the care. Kings above them. I put the Kings easily above those two. Okay, fair. So Kings, the Kings are good. The Kings actually are pretty good. They need some help. De'Aaron, who saw this coming from De'Aaron Fox? Um, I I did not see it. Yeah, last year I didn't think he was really that good at all. I knew he was a rookie, but he didn't. I don't know. Um, Talk about the Kings Kings are good. I'll give. I want to. Like, I feel like they're still off the bandwagon. I mean, hey, they were they were five and three, and I was hyping them up on the podcast, and you said they were going to win like twenty five games, and they're twenty one. I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking thirty five. I'll move my number up. I'll move my, my number up to 35, Max. All right. All right. That's probably – I'd say around 38. They'll probably finish around. All right. Uh, do a little Trey Young talk, fifth pick of the draft uh, on the Hawks. Um, I, it's kind of what I expected from Trey Young, at least to start. He started every game, uh, which is good because he is a small guy. So he hasn't had any injury problems so far. He's averaging 15 and a half, a little over seven assists and three rebounds a game. Obviously, the field goal percentage is not where it needs to be. 40% from the field, 29% from deep, an effective field goal percentage of about 45. Um, but I kind of I kind of expected that, at least to start. Um, the one thing that I will say kind of has not shocked me, but he only has one game with over 30 points. Young is a guy where, like, if he catches fire, he goes and goes and goes. Um, so I expected a few more of just, like, outbreaks from him um which is a kind of a little bit concerning that that hasn't happened at the nba level granted he has only played half of his rookie season uh but yeah i think you can't really have hoped for too much better at this point from young yeah his he had an awful stretch where he couldn't it seemed like he couldn't hit a three to save his life he was taking so many bad shots um but in his last 11 he is at 50 percent from three on that's um, big three and a half att- i mean he, he has fix his selection a little bit he's only at three and a half a game that's still that's pretty that's that's a lot of improvement um and it's good to see his passing is still really good he's still at he's i mean he's in i think he's in the top 10 in the league uh in assists per game assists, yeah. which as a rookie is great especially one with not much talent around you 
Yeah, I still like Trey Young. His defense still isn't very good, but I mean, you can you can hide a bad point guard, a bad defensive point guard, a lot more than you can a bad defensive center. So that's not like the end of yeah, that. agreed. Um, as long as it's like he's just like being competent, like Isaiah Thomas was at least a few years ago, not anymore, but a few years ago, he'll be all right in that department. Um, him and uh, John Collins is really good, and no one talks about him. Yeah, he slept on for sure. Yeah, he's averaging 18, 19, and ten. And he's shooting 58% from the field. Like he's, he's, and he can actually hit his threes a little bit. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's definitely – yeah, he's extended his range for sure. Uh, no, I think – I think John – like the Hawks, the Hawks are up to something. I mean, well, I mean, one other uh, – besides the top five, touch on who you want. But the one other rookie I was going to touch on on the Hawks, uh, Kevin Herter, her, like however you – Herter. Um, he was like the 20th pick uh, out of Maryland. Supposed to be a marksman. And, I mean, he shot the ball well. He's shooting 37% from three on four attempts a game. Uh, he's averaging eight points, three rebounds, and about three assists. Uh, effective field goal percentage of 50. I mean, so far in this draft, besides, you know, like the top 10, top 12, uh, there really hasn't been anyone that's that's done too much. I think Herter is kind of the best of the, uh, quote-unquote, like Kyle Kuzma group of this draft. You're sleeping. Who am I sleeping on? You're sleeping on Shamit. Oh, I forgot about Shamit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think Herder and Shamit are very similar players. Yeah, yeah. they are. They are. I mean, Shamit's really only been asked to shoot, so I, I can't get, like, too happy about Shamit. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, no, I like Shamit a lot, but I can't, like, no, I agree. crazy about him. But, I mean, he's he's done – he's learned a lot from Reddick, which is good. Yeah, but, yeah, him, I mean, and, him and Herder are definitely in the same mold as just spot-up guys from the shooting guard. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, they're definitely similar players. Um, all right, any, any other rookie you want to touch on? I kind of got to bounce somewhat soon, so – um, um, I, was a I can't couple. Really think of any other. Big, I mean, Knox Wendell, picked it up. Knox had picked it up. I was kind of disappointed. Wendell Carter, he's only shooting about twenty percent from deep. I, I don't know why. I thought he was going to be a little better, but um, and as for Mo Bamba, I think it kind of like the same thing as Bagley. There's just kind of too much talent in the front court for the Magic right now for him to really play like thirty plus minutes a game. So yeah, I think they're going to trade Vooch. Yeah, I could see that too. I think Vooch should be an All Star. I read. I know we were talking about all stars. I redid my front court, um, and I think Vooch is the fifth best front court player in the East this year. Yeah, he's been good. Uh, yeah. All right. So let's hop into uh, every week. We do the Southwest. We do one um, division in basketball. Make an all star team out of it. Uh, starting five. We got the Southwest. Um, in the Southwest, you have the um, Dallas Mavericks, Houston Rockets, Memphis Grizzlies. Pelicans and the Spurs. Uh, yeah, so Rockets, Mavs, Grizzlies, Pelicans, Spurs. All right, give me give me your five. I've got uh, Drew Holiday at the point, James Harden at the two, DeRozan at the three, AD at the four, and Gasol at the five. Marcus Gasol, not Pat Gasol. Interesting, interesting. Okay. Um, I forgot about Drew Holiday. That screwed me because – I'll just give you mine. I had Harden at the one, Doncic at the two, PJ Tucker at the three, um, Lamarcus Aldridge at the four, and AD at the five. Um, I had Harden, Doncic, and Demar, but I wanted a lockdown defender. But Drew can be that lockdown defender, and you just move Harden to the two. So mm-hmm. I screwed that. I screwed that up. So if I would have done it again, Drew Holiday at the one, Harden at the two, I'd put Doncic at the three over Demar. Just because if you got like two guys in the front court who can score, I'd rather have a three-point shooter. I feel it. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, that's good. And then you have, uh, I c- yeah, I could add Aldridge, I guess, at the four, and then put eighty at the five. But I think eighty, eighty, uh, yeah. I mean, either way you go with that, Gasol and AD is really good defensively at least. Although uh, Aldridge is a lot better than Gasol offensively. All right, so we'll move into our bad contracts. Uh, I picked CP three, kind of a kicking the balls to him because uh, he hasn't really played on this contract. He hasn't played in about a month. He's dealing with a hamstring, same hamstring. Or it's a different hamstring than he dealt with in the playoffs. Am I right about that? Uh, I thought it was the same one. Is it the same? Okay, I could just be blowing smoke. Whatever. Still the hamstring injury. Uh, He signed a four for 160 this past summer. Um, In the last year of his deal, he's going to be 36. Uh, Not the best look, but, I mean, CP3 is still probably his top 25. He's probably top 20 player in the league when healthy. So... um, but, you know, I just think that's way too much money for an aging star. It's kind of like an MLB contract where they're probably going to get caught on the on the wrong end of it late, late um, in the contract. But 
What do you got? I've got uh, Whiteside. Ooh, he makes uh, yep. 25 this year, 27 next year. Um, he's just not that good. Not yeah. terrible, but not that good. Gives bad, bad attitude whenever he's on the court. Um, the only shooting, I mean, only 52%. He should be higher. Uh, 13% from three. Yeah, 45% from the line. It's just – he hasn't even played – he can play defense. The year that he got his big contract, he was a great defender. But ever since, he's kind of just chilled on defense. Um, he's yeah. still averaging two and a half blocks. But, yeah, he's just he's just, um, just not a good piece. They have – I mean, they're they're just waiting for him to leave so Bam can be the starter, basically. So, yeah, that's yeah. what I got. I, yeah, I agree with that. I think he's probably going to flame out once he leaves with the heat, honestly. Um, but, hey, good for him. He made his money. I mean, he came from nothing, you know. <laughs> he schemed the heat out of however many million. He did. Um, all right. So, lastly, we will wrap up with the power rankings. Um, I'll give you mine. I got the Raptors at one, Warriors at two, Bucks three, Thunder four, Rockets five. I know many people will be like, what? But, yeah, I think James Harden's finally showed showed it. So uh, I've got uh, Toronto one, Milwaukee two, Golden State three, Denver at four, and then San Antonio five. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean that seems pretty. I think I think I mean with the power rankings, you gotta have the uh, Raptors, Warriors, and Bucks in there. Mm-hmm. But then four through probably eight can go any which way. Yeah, um, there's like eight teams involved in that. Yeah. So all right. Uh, anything you want to touch on that we didn't get to? Um, first pod back in about a month. So hopefully we're gonna keep start going weekly with these uh, as the NBA season once again starts to heat up. Obviously, we got the all-star game. we got trade deadline coming up soon. Before you know it, it will be April. So, um, Not much. Spurs Thunder again tomorrow. I'm excited for that. And I assume that one's in OKC. Yeah, it is. And then yeah. um, any other good games? I, I like how the – I don't know how long they've been doing it, but I like how the NBA uh, has been doing that. Like you play a team once at home, and then you get them on the, on the road like mm-hmm. two days later. Yeah. Uh, I think it just – especially once you get a game like we got last night between the third Spurs and Thunder, it just – ramps up the anticipation yeah um i will say i do have a conspiracy a quick conspiracy as for that woge article that came out last week about the sixers um I, hear it. I mean he did like butler did speak out although they reported today that brett brown asked if anybody had anything to say it's not like he just said it in the middle but sixers schedule starting next thursday is pretty insane they played like 15 straight games against playoff teams like good playoff teams so I'll take yeah. And like nine of them are on ESPN. I mean, so my theory. Okay. They had to stir up some drama about the Sixers because that's their product for the next like three weeks. Uh, I mean, that's that's not a bad theory actually. Um, who 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 released the article? Is Woj right? Yeah, Woj and uh, Shelburne. Shelburne. Okay. I mean, so they had the ESPN personalities. Uh, so I, I I I I I don't hate that. I definitely don't hate that. I, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna agree or disagree right now, but I'm not like completely like disregarding it. Like some people are, some people are just disregarding a little too much. But yeah. I think it was a little. Like the article wasn't even that bad. They just said he just wanted to run pit more pick and roll, which is like I agree, you should. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I mean, Butler's clearly an alpha. Um, yeah, they're still, they're still meshing out a lot of stuff like on and off the court with that. Clearly, yeah, agreed. But, but I mean, I'm good for you in the six or I mean, 15 straight. I, that's like. I th- honestly, I'd kind of be happy as a fan because, I mean, you know you're going to be a playoff team. You're, especially in the East, you're going to be a top four, top five team anyway. Uh, so at least test yourselves, and it'll be fun to watch your team play for the next Yeah, month. Yeah, I'm excited. All right. Um, so I guess I, I really got to go. So you don't have time for the Homer Minute, but we will catch you back uh, a week from now, Thursday or Friday. Um, drop another pod for sure. Um, signing off from SQ Sports, I am Shane. That is Q. All right, dude. Good pod. Peace.